Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for June 4th, 2020. June 4th. So before I get into the word, I want you to know that we only have one daughter, Alyssa Pina, and June 4th is her birthday. So if you know Alyssa Pina, my daughter, please wish her a happy birthday. So happy birthday, Alyssa. I love you. I pronounce blessings over you. All right. So I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience. This is part 36 of the series. And the title of today's message is Our God is not a president. Let me say that again. Our God is not a president. And you're like, okay, well, cool. What does that mean though, Rick? Okay, oh, I'm gonna tell you what it means. And I'm telling you, once you realize what it means, you're gonna get excited. Once you realize what it means, you, you are going to be fired up. Our God is not a president and you should be excited about it. So James 1, 2 through 4, foundational scripture. The Bible says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, you know what? You should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is being tested, it actually develops the power in you to endure all things. And then once this patient endurance grows inside of you, stronger and stronger and stronger, it releases perfection or maturity into every area, every aspect of your life until the point where there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. And that's where you want to get to. That's how you know that you're grown up, that you are not on milk, you are on meat. How do you get there? By holding on, believing God, developing patience, being able to believe God for the long haul. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says that, that everything is going to happen at, there's a time and a season for everything and everything is going to happen at just the right time. When it happens, even though it took longer than you want it, when it happens, you're going to be like, oh, well, I'm glad it didn't happen when I wanted it to happen because it happened at just the right time. And then in Genesis 41 and 41, the Bible says, we saw this yesterday. Pharaoh said to Joseph, listen, even though I just met you, <laughs> listen, uh, even though I don't, I don't really know you that well, uh, I am placing you in charge of my whole country. I am placing you in charge of my whole country. That's the favor of God. He was like, you are num you report, the only person you report to is me. Other than me, you are number two in the whole nation. You, you, you got up this morning as a prisoner. You are going to sleep as the prime minister. You are the number two person in the whole nation. Boom, I am appointing you. And so when he left that meeting, and so he left that meeting and people were scurrying. They was like, oh, snap, what do we do now? Uh, uh, excuse me, what is your name, sir? Joseph. Okay, Mr. Joseph, uh, I guess we got to find you a palace. Uh, uh, Mr. Joseph, uh, let's go get, these, get you some clothes. Let's take those clothes off. Mr. Joseph, is there anything that we can do for you, sir? We all work for you now. You know what I'm saying? And this all happened, boom, just like that. He got promoted from prisoner to prime minister in a moment. So what does this mean, though, to the whole president then? What does this mean to you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. And as I share these, I want you to open up your heart to receive three things. Number one, here we go. Let me set the stage. Pharaoh was a king. He was not an elected official. Egypt was a monarchy, not a democracy. And this is very important because our God is a king. He operates with kingdom principles not democratic ones, right? So those of us who are born and raised in democratic societies, we're accustomed to democratic ways. And sometimes it's hard for us to really understand or open up our heart fully to God and to, to God's kingdom principles and to God's ways. Let, let me just use the office of the president as an example. Even if God gave you favor with a president or a prime minister and God gave you favor, 
that president or that prime minister in this world cannot do what, jo what Pharaoh did with Joseph. If a president or a prime minister just gave, said, hey, you're number two. From now on, I'm appointing you. You're number two, just like that, like taking a prisoner and appointing, a, like you woke up in prison <laughs> and then, no, you go into sleep as the number two person in the whole land, man, people will go crazy. It doesn't matter what nation, pick a nation. People will go crazy. Social, social media will go crazy. And if there's any type of system like the one we have in the United States, then there will be pressure uh, on that president, on this person that was just newly appointed. Matter of fact, that prisoner slash now new ruler, new leader will probably be removed. And at the end of the day, maybe even that president could be removed because of the system of checks and balances that we have. See, a president does not have supreme power or supreme authority. I'm trying to retrain, restrain myself. I'm not going to say nothing about what's going on right now. I'm going to try to stay focused, right? So let me just leave what's going on right now. Let me leave that alone. Let's keep praying for that, right? For a few minutes, let's just focus on this. All right, so a president does not have supreme power. A president does not have supreme authority. A president, their power is limited to the system of government. But a king, on the other hand, uh-uh. A king is not elected. A king is born. They were either born into that power by blood or they take that power by force. They conquer nations. They, they take, they expand. The kingdom expands and it expands by force, right? So a king rules with complete authority. A king is not subject to checks or balances. A king rules over his kingdom and his word is final. End of story, right? All right, number two, there are some differences between kings and presidents and prime ministers, and, and, and we need to understand that. So number two is, what do these differences mean to you? Okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Hold on. All right, so here's some differences. First one is establishment. People, like I said, are elected to be president or prime minister, but you're born into royalty. There's a difference. Normally, however, the, the person who gives you the authority or however you come into the authority right? You have to be accountable to them. So, so in the case of a president or a prime minister, because the people elect the president or the prime minister, then the president or the prime minister is supposed to be accountable to the people. You get it? So that role is executed by the people. Uh, if they don't approve of what the president or the prime minister is doing, then changes can be made. But kings are not elected. Kings are born. So there, since a king is born, or came into it by force, there are no external pressures for the king. A king can do whatever he wants. So rule, another difference. Presidents and prime ministers, they govern. Kings don't govern, kings rule. <laughs> there's, a, there's a huge difference there. Presidents and prime ministers have checks and balances. Their word may not be final. They could say something and it may not work out. And they can be removed from office. Kings do not have checks or balances. They rule with absolute authority and their word is final. And when they say it, it's the end of the story, right? Let's talk about tenure. Presidents and prime ministers govern for a term of office. Basically, it's like a job for them. They do the job and when the job is over, it's over. When the tenure is over, they have to move aside and the next person comes. But kings don't do that. Kings rule until they die. That's it. Kings rule until they die. They never move aside until they're gone. And then somebody else can take over. So while they're living, they will always be the king. It doesn't matter. They will always be the king as long as they are alive. Kings 
were born as royalty and they die as rulers. So they were born as a little kid, as royalty, a prince, and they die as a ruler. You got it? I'm getting somewhere. Limitations. Presidents and prime ministers do not own the land that they govern, right? They simply oversee it. They don't own anything. They're overseeing it, right? But kings own everything. They own the land. Why? Because they're the king. That's why they're referred to as Lord. Why? Because a Lord is a ruler, is an owner. So I, they own the kingdom. So the more land they own, the larger the kingdom. So why is all of this important? Okay, it's important because Pharaoh was a king. His earthly authority gave him the right to do whatever he wanted. So he appointed Joseph in his kingdom because he was the king and no one could check Pharaoh on it. No one could remove Pharaoh from the throne because of it. No one could say anything about the decision because he was the king and not an elected official. And you're like, well, Rick, what does that have to do with me, man? I got a lot of stuff going on today. I got to do email. I got some meetings. Okay. I got some Zoom calls. I'm about to tell you right now. Why is this important? It's important because our God likens himself to a king. He is not a president. He's the matter of fact, he's the king of the kings. He's the Lord of the Lords. This means that our God is not subject to man or to anyone. He is the complete total ruler. He has the authority in his kingdom and his kingdom will have no end. He does not have any checks. He does not have any balances. He doesn't have to confer with anybody if he wants to promote you. He doesn't have to check with anybody if he wants to bless you. He doesn't have to ask for clearance to increase you. Listen, he is not asking for permission. He's not asking for approval. He's not asking for consensus. He doesn't need buy-in. If he wants to promote you, increase you, and favor you, he can do it and he can do it at any time. He can turn your life around in a moment. He can, and one move on the, on the, this is the chessboard of your life. One move from God on the chessboard of your life can change your life forever. That's what Pharaoh did for Joseph. And that's what our God can do for you. You know why? Because our God is a king. Number three. And finally, when you realize that God is a king, that he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords, then you can open up your heart to God on a whole another level. One word, one word. Look at me. I don't care what you're facing right now. One word from God in the middle of coronavirus, in the middle of a, a global downturn. One word from God can turn any seemingly hopeless situation around. So please be patient. Please keep believing. Greater is coming to you. Say amen to that. See, there is nothing too hard for God. There's nothing. He has complete authority over his kingdom and his kingdom is everywhere and his kingdom will never end. His kingdom will be around forever. He is limitless. He has no limits. Let me tell you something. If you see limits in your life, you say, oh, well, well, maybe it's my background, my education, my lack of this, my lack of money. I don't have, listen, stop it, stop it, stop it. Our God specializes in making champions out of nobodies. Our God specializes in making holy garments out of flawed material. Our God specializes in, pe in picking people that the world threw away and exalting those people so that everyone will have to say that was God and that was not him and that was not her. It had to be God. I'm talking about our God specializes in that. He has no limits. So if you see limits in your life, those are limits you place there. You have placed artificial limits on a limitless God. I'm telling you right now, you need to remove. I do a whole teaching on 
expanding your capacity to believe God. You are only limited by your capacity to believe. There's nothing God can't do, but you limit God when you fail to believe God. Remember when the Bible says one of the saddest lines in the Bible, that Jesus is going around healing all these people. And when he went to his hometown, the Bible says that he could not do many great miracles there. It didn't say that he didn't want to. It says that he could not do it. You know why? Because they did not believe. You limit God when you fail to believe God. I'm teaching you this series because I want you to remove every artificial limit you've ever placed on your limitless God. There's nothing God can't do. There's nothing too strong for him. There's nothing he, There's nothing impossible for God. God can do all things. And Mark 9 and 23 says that if you can believe it, then God can do all things in your life. There is nothing impossible to him who believes. So open up your heart to God's size dreams. Open up your heart to God's level. Pharaoh did not have to ask permission of Congress to promote Joseph, and God doesn't either. Listen, let me tell you this as I close. In Hebrews 6 and 13, the Bible says that when God wanted to promote Abraham, when God wanted to bless Abraham, God looked around. He was like, you know what? I don't have a Congress. You know what? I don't have House of Representatives. I don't have Senators. Uh-uh. Who am I going to confer with? The Bible says he looked around and when he could not find, Hebrews 6 and 13, I love this. He said when he could not find anyone greater to swear by, he swore by himself. The Bible says, God said, I swear to God, I'm going to bless you. I'm telling you, God will say to you, God will look at you and say, I swear to God, I'm going to bless you. He will swear by himself if he can't find anybody else. I'm talking about that's the kind of God we serve. He doesn't have to check with anybody. He will check with himself to increase you, to promote you, to favor you, to exalt you, to open doors for you that no man can close, to close doors for you that no man can open. This is your season. This is your time. Greater is coming. Open up your heart to believe. You got to have faith and patience. And I'm telling you that at just the right time, God is going to make that move and your life will never be the same. My God, say amen to that. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I better realize your position and your power. I better grasp the reality of your limitless nature. <laughs> so by faith, I declare that I expand my capacity to believe you. You are the God of no limits. Nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is too big or too hard or too complicated. Nothing, literally nothing, is impossible. So I come to you with great expectations every day. I take the limits off of my limitless God. I dream God-sized dreams. And I expect, Father, that you will manifest every dream you have placed in my heart while I'm in the land of the living. Greater is coming for me. And it can happen at any time. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. This is one of those messages where, where you, you need to watch this again, probably. I mean, you, you, if you feel down, hit play. This thing is going to build you up. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red button, put in your email address there, and you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. If you're watching right now on YouTube Live or on Facebook Live, leave me some comments in the chat. If you're on YouTube Live, please 
uh, subscribe to the channel and also like, uh, hit the like button on this video. Listen, go into this day knowing that our God is not a president. He doesn't have to check with anybody. God will say, I swear to God, I'll bless you. He can check with himself. I mean, there is nothing he can't do. So live your life with an expectation of manifestation every day. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.